I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 52, What Money Can and Cannot Do. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here today, and today is week 52. We officially have 52 podcasts in the books, a year's worth. It's a celebration, and I am so grateful to each and every one of you for listening in, for taking this information and using it to serve you in your lives to create the lives that you want to have. And if you are benefiting from this podcast, please let others know so they can listen in and benefit as well. Now, today I have with me a $1 bill. Now, I want you to think of a time in your life where this $1 or maybe multiple of these $1 bills made you feel something. I know in my life, if I look in my bank account and see a certain number there, and it's not the number I want to see, I might think something that causes me to be worried, that causes me to stress, that causes me to feel overwhelmed by money. Now, there's been other times in my life where there's been many of these dollar bills in my account, and I might think something that helps bring me peace of mind or confidence. How often do we allow this tool to have power over how we think and feel? And I think it can happen frequently. And sometimes we don't even realize it. So I want to talk today about what our money really can do and can't do and what we can do to have the power within us and not give power over to money. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about what money can and cannot do. So let's first focus on what money can do for us in our lives. The first thing it can do is it can provide for our needs. So every human has basic needs that need to be met for our survival. So things like food, water, shelter, clothing, safety, these things need to be met before we can move on and acquire and gain other things outside of those needs. And money can provide that for us. Money can provide shelter. It can provide clothing. It can provide food and water. It can provide safety by giving us an opportunity of where we want to live, of security systems, of being able to be in a country that allows for more security. All of that can be acquired with funds. Now, the second thing money can do is after our basic needs are met, money can give us opportunities and comfort. So I think about my kitchen and in my kitchen, There are things that add to my comfort and the ease of cooking and creating meals and cleaning up after meals. Things like a refrigerator to keep food cold so it doesn't spoil. A microwave that can heat food up in such a short amount of time. I mean, that is just a huge blessing that even less than 100 years ago, a lot of people did not have. And then we also have things like a dishwasher where My dishes, I can put in there and it washes them for me. So all of those things add to comfort. So the more money that we have, the more comfort that we are have access to. It can also give us access to more opportunities. So when we have money available to us, 
We can use that for education, for opportunities to go to school, whether that is a secondary ed, whether it's college, whether it's education beyond that. Education in your own respective fields of the things that you want to study and learn about. Money makes that available to acquire that knowledge, to acquire skills and abilities. I think about someone that has a desire to be a doctor and they say, hey, I, you know, I want to be a doctor. Well, to acquire the skills and the knowledge of a doctor usually requires getting an education and education requires funding, requires money to have that happen. So if we have that funding, we can then take it to a university or some sort of other program that gives us those skills and education to acquire that to become a doctor. Then after those skills are acquired, you have the opportunity then to become a doctor. If we don't have those funds, however, then it makes it much more difficult to acquire those skills and that education to become a doctor and which then closes the opportunity to become one if we do not acquire those skills. So money then can give us opportunity and not just in formal education, but can also give us education in different areas that we want to study and learn and grow from. It can also give us opportunities to start businesses, to add more value to our lives, to the lives of our families and to the lives of people around us that could use those services. So that's the second thing money can do is provide those opportunities and comfort. Number three is money can give us the opportunity to experience different things in our lives. So it's kind of similar to some opportunities, but I wanted to focus on a couple different areas. Experiences of enjoyment, like travel. We have funds, we have then the opportunity to use those funds to travel, to experience different things in the world, to experience different ways of living. That's one thing I love so much about being able to travel. It's being with other people. And to see their differences with money and how they choose to live with or without money. And to really giving me a richness to people and places and a greater understanding for people and to gain a love for people, especially those outside of what I'm used to, to try to understand where they're coming from. And money gives us the opportunity to do that, to go and experience that. It also can be for our own learning and own growth. So when we have money, we're going to make mistakes with our money as well as make some amazing choices as well. And from that, from those experiences, we create our own learning and our own growth around money. So the more often we acquire funds, the more that we can experience and make decisions with money and learn from those experiences. And number four is money can enhance service and contribution. So when we have enough to take care of the needs of our family, of ourselves, of those around us, we can extend it to neighbors, friends. We can extend it to the communities at large, to the world globally. And the more funds that we have, the more money that we've acquired, the more that we can enhance that ability to serve others, to contribute, to help make the world a better place. So money can help in all of these different areas. Now, there are things that money cannot do. Money cannot make us feel or believe or take action on anything we don't want to. So like I said earlier, I would see a certain number in my bank account and I would think a thought about that. So let's say I have $10 in my bank account. I may look at that and think a thought 
like, that's not enough for me and my family. And if I think about that, that thought leads to how I feel. So that may cause me to worry. And from worry, that's where my action comes from. How do I act when I'm worried? What are the things I do from worry? What are the things I don't do from worry? Worrying for me looks like I'm spinning in my thoughts, not really taking a lot of action. I'm not learning how to create solutions. I'm sitting in my worry. And that's what adds to our results with money. But it's not the number in our bank account. It's not the number of bills we have in our purse or our wallet. This dollar bill cannot make us feel or believe anything we don't want to. But too often we contribute to a number in our bank account saying this is what makes us feel this way. And it can't do that. Like if I hold this dollar in my hand, it cannot make me feel or believe anything. I get to choose that. So money can't make us feel or believe anything we don't want to. Money cannot increase or decrease our value. Now, so many of what's taught in the world today is that our value can be measured by how much money we make. And the reason why I think that's easy for world and society at large to do is because then it helps us know where we fit into society. It helps us know, hey, this is where those that are wealthy and abundant go. This is where those that don't make as much money go. People can then find their areas of where they fit and they belong. However, money cannot increase or decrease our value. We come 100% completely valuable, every single person. And money can't change that. The things that money can do, like we just mentioned, is give us opportunities. It gives us more experience. It gives us more comfort, but it can't increase or decrease our value as a human being. That also goes along with number three here. Make us more or less than anyone else. Money can't do that. Money is simply a tool. It's simply a tool. And it cannot make us better or worse than anybody else. Now, it can give us the opportunity to serve maybe those that don't have as much as we do, but it doesn't make us better. It doesn't make us better than anyone else. Having less money doesn't make us worse than anybody else. It's just simply a tool. Some of us have access to more of these tools that we can use. Some of us don't have as much access to these tools. It doesn't mean we're any less. Okay, so we need to remember that money cannot make us more or less than anyone else. Also, money cannot build relationships and a sense of belonging. It's a tool. It's an inanimate object sitting here on my hand or on my desk. It can't build us relationships. It can't build us a sense of belonging because that comes from what we choose to think and believe within ourselves. So money does have limitations. So let's talk about maybe what is out of our control when it comes to money. What are some things we can't do with our money or in regards to money? And I think this can help us understand what we can do with our money. Learning about what we can't do, we can't change anyone around us in their money mindsets and beliefs, in their decisions around money, how they choose to think of others with or without money, or change people to make them think and act like you would with money. These are things outside of our control. Now, if you have come up with a way to control somebody else and make them think and believe the same way you do and make decisions the same way you do, I would love to know. <laughs> As a mom, I can't make them change. I can't make them think and believe different things. All I can do is offer, educate, inspire, lead by example, but I cannot make them think or feel any way they don't want to. 
And sometimes when it comes to money, it's so easy for us to look at someone else and say, well, you're doing it wrong, that your mindset and your belief is different from mine. And it's not the way I would do it. So that means it's wrong. They get to have any belief and mindset they want around money. That's their choice. So I think about my husband and he can choose to think and believe anything he wants to about money, even if it may not serve him. That's his right. He gets to choose that. Just like I have the right to think and believe about money any way I want to. And that's given to each one of us. So when we are able to, especially in a relationship, recognize that they have the right to think and believe anything they want, then it gives us the ability to start to open up to understand and say, okay, well, let me learn more about that. Open up the conversations. But what we can't change is others' decisions around money. If I have a family member that makes a decision with money that I don't think is serving them, that's not my choice. That's not my decision. They get to choose the way they're going to use their money because it's their money and it's their choice. And so if we can release that and say, you know what, that's out of my control and they can spend money any way they want. It helps us be more free with allowing them to do that and not allowing it to cause problems for us in our lives. We can't change the way others think about those with or without money. So if I have someone I know in my life that think the rich scam people, they get to choose to think that that's their choice. Someone else has a belief that poor people are not working hard enough. That's their choice. I cannot change that belief or those thoughts for them. They just have to decide if the way they're thinking about others is serving them or is helping them create what they want to in their lives that's out of our control. And we cannot make others think and act like we would with our money. Let me give you an example. So my kids have differences in opinion of how they want to spend their money than I do. (laughs) It's surprising. They have different goals that they want with their money. They have different things that they like, that they like to spend their money on, whether it's certain items, whether it's clothing, whether it's uh, going to the movies, They have a desire to have those things in their lives. And now as a parent, right, we have a little bit more influence with our kids and teaching and educating and giving them knowledge about our experiences with money, but we can't make them think and act like we do. And especially as they go into adulthood, they're going to make decisions that are probably not always going to be in alignment with your decisions. And we have to allow them to learn with their money. What we can't do is make them think and act the same way we do because they need that learning and that growth for themselves to figure out what money means to them, how it's going to serve them in their lives. But in thinking about that, let's now focus on what we can do. What is within our control in regards to our money? We get to choose what we think and believe about our money. That's always within our power. If we look at our bank account and see $10, we can think that's enough. I'm always going to be taken care of. We can think that. You get to decide. You get to believe that you are abundant with money. You get to believe that money is always on your side. And conversely, you can think that money's hard and it's stressful and you don't like dealing with it, but you get to decide and that's within your power. You also have the option to be open to conversation, to learn and see different points of view. So just like I talked about in the last slide, if we have a spouse or partner that maybe thinks differently than us with money, we can be open to learning, open to conversation, 
open to see different points of view. Now, it doesn't always mean we have to agree. It doesn't always mean that we have to go with their decisions around money, but being open for that understanding can help us move forward with money. We always have the option to be confident in our decisions. If you spent money a certain way and you feel good about that decision and confident, you can have that. And even if others differ from you, they can't take that away from you. You can build habits with your money. If you're noticing some money skills you want to develop, then build habits around it. If you're noticing you want to become better at the habit of saving, you can do that. You can make changes to the way you work with money so it serves you better. You get to decide to make money mean something about you and about others. So you get to decide if money means something about another person. If the number in their bank account or the home they have or the cars they have or lack thereof, you get to decide if that means something about them. You could decide what it means about you if you have those things or don't have those things. That is always within your ability to decide. Or if you want to just see money as a tool and not make it mean anything about anyone. What you can do is enjoy the life you have and create the life you want. How do we do that? through gratitude and goals. Be grateful for what we have in front of us, the life we have now. And if you want to improve and have other things in your life, make a goal to make that happen. You need to be willing to make mistakes and learn with our money. That's something you can do. Now we as human beings are imperfect. And in fact, we're not meant to be perfect <laughs> because in our imperfections and our mistakes, that's how we learn and that's how we grow. So if we are willing to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes, it opens up a whole realm of possibility for us and our money and what we can do with our money. And what we can always do is love ourselves and love others. That is something that is always available to us, no matter the circumstance. And as we wrap up here today, I want to leave you with this quote by Edmund Burke. If we command our wealth, we shall be rich and free. If our wealth commands us, we are poor indeed. So just like this dollar bill, if we allow this dollar bill to make us think and feel a certain way that is not serving us, we are poor indeed. However, if we realize what our money can and can't do, if we realize the power we have in ourselves of the things that we can do and take action on, and help our wealth serve us, use that tool to serve us, our families, our communities, the world in general, we shall be rich and free. I hope all of you have a beautiful week and we'll talk to you next time. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine the freedom you'll have from not worrying constantly about your finances, enjoying the decisions you make with your money and finally taking control of where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. I know this is possible for you and I wanna help you make that happen. Head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses where we will work together to help you create a life that you love with your money. Also, if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.